Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome to the Jewel Network Science Broadcasting Frequency. The Jewel Network is a radio frequency of continuous streaming science, knowledge, and wisdom which promotes and sustains the activation of the present evolutionary process of immortality and the unfolding of the God Self within the evolving planetary society on planet Earth. The Jewel Network is committed to broadcasting the sciences of life and the sciences of living. By cultivating the mind of a scientist, you are being able to extract the very best the current 21st century has to offer. You are listening to the Dr. Jewel's Brain Balancing Program and more with your host, physician and surgeon, microbiologist, preventive medicine and hygiene physician, and surgeon general, Dr. Joel Pope. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Hopefully everybody can hear me out there. We are live once again for another round of the Harlem Holistic Health and Wellness Week. Uh, my name is Matt McCoy, for those of you who don't know, and uh, I have the uh, pleasure and the honor of um, kicking off today's uh, programming of Health and Wellness Week for Harlem. I, w- I closed it yesterday, and now they're making me now they're making me cut it off. So uh, here we are, about to make some things happen. We got a wonderful guest uh, this evening, a woman who I've admired for a very, very long time when I first heard her speak on um, Imhotep Gary Bird's radio show many moons ago. And uh, she floored me and wowed me. And um, I've been a huge fan of hers ever since. And I am not going to hold it up any longer because we are a little behind schedule, started a little late, but it's okay. We can take as much time as we need to make sure we get this wonderful queen in. So I'm going to actually bring her in right now, ladies and gentlemen, my guest for this evening for the Harlem Health and Wellness Week is the one and only Dr. Julie Kukrum. Doc, how are you doing today? Okay, I'm wonderful. Just uh-huh. just rushed, but I'm wonderful. I'm fine. Okay. So glad to be here. So yeah, hi, everybody. Yeah, we definitely, definitely appreciate you being here this, uh, today. Uh, it's a busy day for you. I, I know it is, and I appreciate your uh, patience and your time being here with us. Um, let's just jump right into it. Um, I'm going to let you, your background is so diverse and so widespread. Uh, it's incredible and it's, it, it is wonderful. I'm going to let you, cause you're going to do a lot better than I will. I'm going to let you explain to the people, uh, who you are and what your actual background in the medical profession is. Okay. Well, again, uh, blessings everyone. I'm so glad that you are here. We're here together. This is an awesome time in our lives and none of us have ever experienced this before where the entire world has shut down and uh, it's a a great time and it's a great place for us to use it very very wisely so with that said 
you know, everything from this moment on is literally our future, and it's very important that you become aware of that. So going back to the past, a little bit about my past, um, it's been quite an awesome, exciting journey, and I wouldn't change not one moment of it because it has allowed me to be able to come through incredible initiations, that's what they've been, to be here with you today, and I'm so excited about that because these initiations have been fabulous gifts of wisdom and knowledge and capability that really is available for everybody. It's our destiny. So I'm here to make sure that to the extent that you are willing to live and to live fully, that I can pass this information forward to you. Now, for me, I think the cutest story about how I wound up being a medical physician, conventional medical physician, a surgeon, a nutritionist, I really I have a PhD in nutrition as well as in herbology and also a master's in microbiology and a, a master's in feng shui. So these were all the things that I took upon myself to study to be able to have some leverage in helping other people learn how to operate their bodies so they could return back to the birthright of great health that we most of us have always inherited. So when I was growing up, and Mr. McCoy, you probably know about this, um, we used to have our first medical series. Remember that series, Ben Casey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I do. Is that is that is that? Uh, I'm a little bit. I, I do remember it. I, you know, I'm historian on. Uh, but no, no. Honestly, I, I do. I don't remember watching it, but I do remember it. Oh well, I mean, you know, the the TV was still young then, and uh, so you know, uh, my parents were um, very selective about the things that they let us watch, and Ben Casey was one of those, and you know, was so intense that somebody was dealing with the body. And remember, they used to use shape power in introducing the show because, you know, they showed the shape of the two intersecting lines. They showed the infinity sign. They showed the circle. And this was when he was in medical school, literally being taught what these symbols meant. And to me, I just thought that was just amazing. So then we start out and they give you the history of um, the patient, how they come in, that kind of thing. And everyone was so stark and uh, methodical, et cetera. And uh, I was so impressed with that. I just felt that to be able to really help people in a period in their lives when they were really not capable of really understanding their own innate power and the capabilities that they have always had since birth to heal themselves and to be in a position where once you could literally bring balance into the body, you could then return the recall and the knowledge of self back to the individual, I thought it was just really great. So therefore, my mom, I was about five years old then, and my mom <clears throat> was carrying my little brother. And so she sent us to her friend's house who had two children that were the age of my older brother and myself. And so we were in her backyard, and the sun was out. And at that time, bottle milk came in glass bottles. And so we had our glass bottles full of water, and, you know, we had our spoons, and we were out there making uh, mud pies. So you dig up the dirt, and you put it to the side, and then you make a bowl, and then you pour the water in it, you add your mud, and then you make the consistency you want, and then you shape it into 
the size that you of the pie you want and you put it in the sun on the grass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, while we were in the process of going through this alchemical, and it's an alchemical process, um, Kay asked me, well, what did I want to be when I was growing up? So our discussion at that time was our future. What did I want to be when I was growing up? And so as I was padding the soil and adding water to it and everything, I was very clear about the fact that I wanted to be a good doctor. I wanted to be a doctor, and I wanted to really be a great doctor. So I made my little mud pies and put them on the uh, grass and everything. And so as things go on, finally it was time for us to leave. Um, You know, my little brother was at home when we got there, and life moves on. Now, I was very bored uh, with the typical toys here, and so I had two brothers, and I'm the only girl, and I found that playing with dolls was just really uh, too time-consuming and boring because they couldn't do anything. So I asked my parents if they would uh, purchase for me a microscope. I happened to see this microscope in the Sunday magazine, and I just thought that was so interesting if they would get that for me and they didn't have to give me any more Christmas gifts any more Christmases at all, if they would just, you know, invest in that. And so they were willing to do that, and that allowed me to begin to see at levels of reality that most people have never experienced their entire lifetime. So what looks like a hair to the average person looked very different to me in childhood because I could look at it under my microscope. Feathers, materials, the things I could see in water that here we are drinking this, but I could see all kind of little organisms swimming around. They even sent you um, <clears throat> eggs so you could actually watch these eggs hatch and uh, multiply and do everything. And so I was just uh, fat, infatuated with seeing all of these different forms of life and really amused. So therefore, having grown up with this kind of perception that uh, reality was far more than what most people had been had the opportunity to observe. I wanted to know about how that really looks inside also of our body. So um, I continued my studies in zoology. I loved animals as well as botany, as well as in biochemistry. And so it was from those basic sciences that I decided, again, that I would pick up with my microscope again. And so that's why I went into microbiology. And so I uh, aspired to go ahead, finish my master's work, and then I wanted to get a PhD in virology, which is what we're dealing with now, right? And I was detoured because my graduate uh, counselor, who was a very nice man, he was a geneticist, and um, I made really great, great, great grades with him. I learned a lot about genetics. But in Chicago at that time, it was quite diverse and divided as far as cultures go. And so he lived on the north side of Chicago. I lived on the south side of Chicago. So that's to say that the only relationship I ever had with him was strictly a student professor. Uh-huh. And he just one day came into the lab where I was doing some uh, basic cellular work and presented me with an application to go to medical school. Now, it's very important to understand I never, ever attempted to go out on my own to apply to medical school. So he brought this into the lab and asked me if he'd fill it out. And I looked at him kind of strange because he's supposed to be helping me into a PhD program in microbiology. 
And he says, you know, I just think that you'll be a really good doctor. So I think that you should have this opportunity. So he taught genetics at Northwestern Medical School. And so that's why it was easy for him to get the application. So I said, well, I don't want to make waves at this point. So I'm going to fill it out, give it back to him and, you know, move on. Filled it out, gave it back to him. Two weeks later, he came to me and said, you know, this is your appointment with the dean of students. Okay, would you be there? They want to interview for medical school. So I was like, wow, how did I get into this? I went on to the interview. They said, fine, you know, this is July. Now look at the timing. This is July. And they said, well, you know, our September class is already filled but you'll be on the list as one of our first alternates if someone drops out, okay? No problem for me because I'm going to graduate school here for microbiology. Well, he was quite determined and he brought me another application from Creighton University, okay, which was in the Midwest. I grew up in Detroit and Chicago. Who knows anything about Nebraska in the Midwest, right? So my thing is that really, so I filled it out. Again, they wrote me and said, we'd love to have you fly down for an interview. They flew me down and everything, and I was like, oh, gosh. So what was so impressive for me is that the head of the surgery department at Creighton University at that time was a very powerful, very astute, very elegant black man known as Dr. Claude, and he was about 6'5", et cetera. The, uh, this whole hospital, he was the head of the Department of Surgery and everything, and he happened to be the dean of students. And so I was like, wow, that's really interesting. You know, he has all this power, whatever else, et cetera. That's great to see. But I came back home to Chicago, and I um, was still waiting to go to University of Wisconsin, and they called me back and said, we give you a scholarship and everything, come down, housing, the whole bit. So I was like, hmm, but <clears throat> listen to this now. You have to understand, I'm telling you this detail because I want each and every one of you never to diminish your capacity to change and to accomplish whatever you want, wherever you're starting from. And so I dropped out of college. You have to understand, I dropped out of college for a year because I was tired of the competition with the grades and all that stuff. And it's like, well, what does life really look like? in the outer world, because I never had a job before, et cetera. So I dropped out and I got a job as a uh, medical terminologist for this insurance company there. And to be in a group of translators, workers, et cetera, and to hear the things that they talked about on a regular basis, the things they were interested in, their habits, that kind of thing. I found it really interesting, but I couldn't see living the rest of my life that way. So at the end of about eight months, I recognized that this was not what I wanted for my life and that I needed to get clear about what I was going to do. Now, this is very important because you must understand how important purpose is in your life. So therefore, I said, well, first thing I need to do is what? Finish what I started. So I finished what I started. I went back, finished that year, and this is how now I'm working on my master's. And this professor comes and tells me about medical school. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't want to be, again, out not doing something that I loved, which was science. So wow. I didn't want to um, say no to the opportunity to go to med school, but it definitely wasn't what I thought my purpose was, but it was science. So I said, okay, I will accept this since they're paying for everything. Okay, I will go ahead and, and uh, go 
to this medical school. Um, Creighton University is one of the main Jesuit universities, that is one of the main training centers for the Catholic Church. I was not Catholic, so that was also different. But uh, this was how I found out about the things that uh, religions can invest in, and most of all, what religions have the power to control. So I went there. It changed my life. That's when I got a chance to finally go into the human body. And from there, it was like, okay, we have to master this. And so that's how I wound up being a physician. Now, the alchemy that I want to share with you is very important because remember I told you I was five years old making mud pies and I had banged into the earth. I banged into the earth with the element of water what my future was going to be. And even though I took a whole different path, very different path, people from directions in life that I'd never thought were really at all much interested in what I was doing were used as incredible transition points to assist me to maintain and to have me select if I wanted to accept what I had already implanted in Mother Earth when I was five years old. And so when you start really reading about the elements and reading about water, reading about air, and you start beginning to study it from a quantum physical perspective, which is what? Everything originates from one source. And that one source Mm -hmm. is what? Light. And when you impart a thought intensely from the mental, emotional, and physical body in unison into light, the memory of that is sealed and locked into the dimension that you focused it, and it will manifest for you. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. It will manifest for you. So this is what I now have specialized in. I could go on and talk about how I went into Mm -hmm. gynecology and da-da-da, but the point being I recognize that most of us do not know how to use the mind. We don't know how to use the sensations that we call our emotional body. We don't know how to align ourselves with the elements to manifest the vision that we carry in our heart for ourselves and others. This is very important, and it has been repressed, and we've been misdirected to think that our credit score and working two jobs and money and all that stuff is what manifests what you want. I didn't pay one penny. Did you hear me, my formula? Okay, because what the universe gives to you is already taken care of and comes complete. Do you understand? So this is, and so it took me decades to translate how I wound up in this position and how I met so many incredible people without the connections, uh, without uh, all the special recommendations that people think that they have to be involved in. These things just align themselves because of the use of my mind and my mm. willingness to hold the focus for what I wanted. It's very important. Okay, hold on. Pardon, huh? What, 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 what you're doing, what you're doing um, you probably, you were focusing the laws of attraction even back then. Yes, yes. Uh, very much so. You were you, you were calling to you from the universe what you needed, what you wanted. You might not have even known exactly what it was going to be, but the universe knew. 
and bought yes. some things that you needed. And no, you I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. The universe knew what it is you would like and you would want to be involved in and bought it to you and gave you full access. And you took full advantage of every access point that came your way and, um, you know, and, and uh, I mean, you know, really took full advantage and went into a wide diverse through your life. And I was reading your bio and everything into a wide diversity uh, and diverse um, uh, approach to holistic uh, health. And um, and I'll throw it out there. And it, it, I, I was wondering, um, how did you know? Well, you know, you probably, again, they always say know that you know. So you probably knew that a wide range of mastery and various uh, disciplines of, of health would be what you would need to truly help people and guide people on the road to their own mastery of, of health and wellness and uh, what have you. Am I on the right track there? Um, well, I just want to uh, thank you so much for giving me uh, that uh, grandiose uh, compliment because, no, I didn't know all that, okay? Right. What I did know was that I was willing to follow directions as I was given to, the, to as it was given to me and to stay clear on the fact that I genuinely wanted to know enough about the life force energy to help people recover it. And whatever uh, appeared to be at first logical when I was just using my left brain, and then finally after I balanced my brain, I could also use the more intuitive, non-physical capabilities that we have, and by integrating them, then that's when I was able to uh, create formulas, rediscoveries, that uh, would allow people to be all that they could be. And I think my greatest discovery, if I can impart that, was the discovery to recognize that human tissue is immortal. We are immortal beings. We were never created or born to die. Now, that is amazing, but you have to understand that the brain, because of its capacity to change shape and configuration, as you expose it to what? geometry, or look at this, Mr. McCoy, what we call shape power. Shape power. Okay. You can reprogram yourself to have any experience you want. Wow. And this is what we have done. We have done this almost, uh, the history shows almost 13, 14,000 years ago when we started basically using our voice, our breath, and our imaging capacity, our mind, to see a finality to our own existence. Mm. Okay. Mm. And so if we never do that, then we don't have those experiences. But this kind of information was definitely repressed and destroyed and captivated because we've now discovered that, for example, uh, Heraklion that was discovered right in the um, Red Sea, but, outside yeah. of uh, Egypt and the Library of Alexandria, all those books and things have been confiscated and sealed so that the new information that was being broadcast to humans definitely included lack, limitation, and a cessation of life. And none mm-hmm. of those are true. 
None of those are true. So what we know for sure is that everything that happens on this planet is stored in the database in an energy matrix, just like the cloud. So the cloud that we have now is what the earth has. The earth has a cloud where every thought, every activity is stored. And when a person has access to both hemispheres of the brain and asks for information, they have the capacity to go directly to what we call the cybank of this planet. And those archives will be open and they will play out to you based on the development of your intake modalities, visually, auditorily, through sound, etc., the information that you seek. So therefore, nothing can be withheld from you, which is why I've been able to identify and recover a lot of the old knowledge because I go to the side bank to get the answer. So I don't have to worry about, you know, do I have a letter of introduction to go to this library or to that location? And who knows if it hasn't been contaminated? So you don't even know if that's true. But you can go directly to the side bank of this planet, and with preparation of your brain, you will have the information downloaded visually, auditorily, et cetera. So when you say cyber, um, are you also you, you using that as another term for the Akashic Records or? Uh, yes, yes, right. Wow. Okay. okay, yes. Okay. And so no. they're, they're, they're all um, energetic vibratory records, okay? The Akashic Records uh, are more physical. They're more actually what we call in a plasmic state than actually the side bank because the side bank, as we're now able to tap into it, this is where we're now getting into holographic transmission. And so the information via the side bank is more holographic. So it depends on your neurologic development, auditorily, visually, okay, and emotionally, the beam of knowledge will come to your brain because we do have a silver screen in our brain it's on the um, what we call the second circuit of the brain. I'm seventh, sixth, excuse me, sixth and uh, sixth, fifth and sixth circuit of the brain. Okay, is where our silver screen is because when we go to the theater to uh, look at the movies, etc., that silver screen is the exact copy of the sixth circuit of the brain and how the neurons are so integrated that when the electrical charge passes through them and fluoresces, it actually makes a white actual screen in the brain. And then whatever you are thinking and imaging, the capacity to put that up on that screen does what? Allows it to materialize in this dimension, the third dimension, because everything comes from light. And so how do we actually uh, uh, coalesce light to become what we call three-dimensional, tangible, or physical is by the capacity to hold the geometry, the image that you want to experience in a three-dimensional reality. Do you understand? So, yeah. I, I, and so, so I'm thinking that um, I always try to approach life from a spiritual, a uh, physical, and a mental uh, approach, and more so from the metaphysical uh, standpoint and so what you're really talking about is the metaphysical aspect of who we are and how we relate to ourselves we live that life 
that we're thinking about that we're we're we're, in, we're showing our life on that silver screen in in our minds. And that you, and you're living it in your reality because yeah. once it hits the silver screen, which is how you've captured all this light to coalesce to become physical, then the life that you've imaged now becomes what surrounds the physical body. Exactly. In reality, so as a man thinking, so a man is. Exactly. And that when that's uh, and that's so even fast forwarding even now to today's world and what's happening in today's world, we're creating a lot of this ourselves then no 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 all okay. of it all oh, of it all of it okay okay let me that right all of it and that's and and once we can step up to the plate and accept that then uh, now we have totally taken our power back to be able to totally transform it and that is why this still period that you know the covid d19 virus has given us the quietness the uh, familiarity with a place that we are comfortable in to decide if we're going to claim our power or not. Mm. You know, and this is one of the main things that I'm here today to speak to you about because we have been so inundated with death and dying and lack and death and dying and lack. And that is a choice. It's, if you image that, then the mind will have to basically materialize that for you. But the key here is the truth. We are immortal, so why do you keep including in your life formula a termination when that is not how you're created? How can you have to understand? We're here to become absolutely intelligent. AI Mm -hmm. is the goal here, absolute intelligence, uppercase A, uppercase I. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, look how much it is to know. How can you have a limited lifespan and be able to master AI just on planet Earth? We've inherited this entire solar system. So we still have the moon, Mars, Mercury, Venus, Saturn, Jupiter. And so it's not just our destiny to talk about our relationship on a, a astrological basis. We are to go there to experience it because we made an agreement when we sealed our document willingness to be of the third dimension with the cosmos that we would have a body and the tools to be able to do this so therefore why would we be given something that couldn't do the time that couldn't make the journey that would not be able to hold the knowledge base and so we know for example that the universe the cosmos doesn't work that way it's us that have reneged on our agreement because we have not the understanding of what we did when we activated this body at birth. Right. So, so we are, uh, and, I, and I love that term, the absolute intelligence. Yes. So people are falling victim to the artificial intelligence, which in itself should explain to you that it's, it's crazy, artificial. But the absolute intelligence is, intelligence is within us always. We always well, had it. And and this is the key, because I look forward to having a a cyborg myself, okay, Mm. because it's a whole bunch of stuff that they can be doing while I can be using my brain for higher reasons. You understand what I'm saying? So the key here is is that what are they, okay? This artificial intelligence is not really artificial. It is actually the technological aspect of life. And so as we've been able to extrapolate and demonstrate what the tech is of ourselves, 
we have externalized it. And this externalization allows, quote, the robots, the cyborgs, to do the basic things that we with our bodies have always done. But when you recognize that they only know what you know because they're a reflection and a template of you, then why would you be afraid of it? It's like your children. I mean, why are you afraid of your children when you created them? Well, we've created them. So they are here basically to allow us at this point to evolve, to use our brain for greater knowledge and awareness that the body interferes with when it's in too much motion. So when you've got to scrub too many floors and do too much dusting and whatever, you can't not be thinking about making the intellectual and the emotional connection to Mars, which is mm-hmm. necessary for your preparation to get to Mars. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah. therefore, you got to steal the body so that you can make these links. And once these links are made, now the body can follow. Mm. But if mm. the body is too busy down here doing all this stuff, you can't make the links. Right. And so right. that's why AI is so important to us because it now releases the physical body to be mm-hmm. able to use the mind and the emotional body for the greater work, which is the next level of our adventure of being human. Right. Wow. So it's that uh, – uh, that's what is it? The oldest thing on on earth and it's on on the pyramid walls and the temple walls is man know thyself. Yes, man, yes. Know yourself. Right. Know and it's another thing. Be still and know that I am God. Right. Understand? Exactly. Yes. The universe is you. You're one and the same. Right. You can do anything that you need to do and right. create anything that you need to create. So thus, today where we are, fast forward, we are a reflection of what we think. So exactly. The personal intelligence is what we're projecting. It's you know it's like you're creating dunk in, dunk out. So if we create that uh, illusion of lack or sickness or you know anything like that, fear, then we become where we are now. Um, and this is why this period of reconsideration, mm-hmm. okay, reevaluation, a decision period, a free future period to decide what your future is going to be about is so important because we've got maybe about 28 days left out of this 30, excuse me, 40-day cycle for everybody to pull it together about who they are, what they're about, and what they want for their future because once, as they've been uh, discussing here on the political stations, the world opens up again, okay, many jobs are not going to be available to you as you new jobs because this would have been a time that for many of you who have not committed to your purpose that you would make the decision that now you're going to go and be part of what agreed to be, which is why your body was created in the shape, form, size, and shape that you agreed to at birth. And so most people, too many people, over 50% of the population, they go to their jobs and locations just because they think it pays well and has benefits. Are you kidding me? See, because they don't know the universe, nothing pays as well as the universe. There are no benefits greater than what you've already inherited. Exactly. And so, therefore, people who don't trust themselves, people who don't uh, trust or believe in love, 
these are the ones that go for the piece of paper. And, and I can just tell you that in a short period of time, what you thought was currency is going to be totally different than what you're going to, than what you've had, and you're going to have to adjust to it. And that's going to really be stressful for many people because if you are on purpose, it doesn't matter what the uh, means of exchange is going to be. You'll have as much of it as you can image. And so for people to have set themselves up only on a piece of paper and that paper now is going to be transformed into something that you have very little knowledge about, et cetera, can be devastating for you and it's self-inflicted because the agreement at birth was whatever you needed to be all that you chose to be is provided. These are statements now that you can study and see. I recognize so many people don't know the laws of the universe. That's another thing as to how they get messed up because they have not taken upon themselves to figure out what is this force, this power that keeps the sun and the moon and all these different masses in their proper place, okay, that supplies me with the so-called air that I need and water, et cetera, and it is always present. What, what, what force is that? What are those laws that operate that? And, and that is what we came here to learn. And many of us have forsaken those incredible uh, courses in okay. the knowledge of self. So we place a lot of value on a piece of paper. And you have a lot of pieces of papers <laughs> to go along with that. But your value is not in those pieces of paper. The value is, is in what you already know when you came here, which because you created that paper. You and created it, Exactly. And also, too, uh, interestingly enough, a lot of the information that I was taught in medical school, residency, all that stuff, I use very little of it now because what I've been able to extrapolate from the side bank, okay, I found too much of it was erroneous. It wasn't correct. Okay. I found a lot of the information was incomplete that was given to me, but I was actually uh, requested to take action on the information. And I could see in my own treatments, I was like, you know, do surgery on a patient and you've removed a vital part of them that you could never build. And did you really know what you were doing? And secondly, if the patient still has the same symptoms, what did you do? See, that's what, that's what stimulated me to put my scalpel down. The patient still has the same, you know, and by all the tests and all the uh, analysis, et cetera, this was supposed to be the focal point that was the problem. But that's what moved me to recognize that the issue was not even in the physical body. It was in the emotional body and in their mind. <laughs> so, therefore, I recognized that the type of surgery that I wanted to be uh, – efficient and uh, competent in was in the mind. How do you do surgery on the mind? How do you do surgery on the emotional body, which the physical body is only the mirror of the mind, the mirror of the emotional body. And then that's when I came into recognizing with all my trips to Egypt that we use, see that, shape power, okay, because shape power is what builds what? the mind, it builds the emotional body, and the physical body. So with the use of shape power, which is now known by the Western world as geometry, you can work on all of the levels of a human being. 
Do you understand? So in Kemet, we, you know, in Egypt, Kemet, we called it shape power. Okay, that's why this is one of the few languages that you can go to the stellar, you can go to the uh, hieroglyphic walls, and you can actually see what they were talking about. So that's why when I start looking at uh, Egyptology, I recognize that that was a deviation. It was a human deviation from keeping us to be able to see the obvious. Why would I need you to interpret what I see as a human being sitting on the ground? That's what the hieroglyph says right there. You understand what I'm saying? This is an arm, okay? This is a hand. You understand what I'm saying? I I don't need you to interpret that. And if anybody goes to those um, stellars, those walls, they will tell you this is a hand they're talking about. This is a bird, okay? Look at the sun. It's really obvious. And for them to basically create this elaborate translation, okay, was primarily a deviation from keeping you being able to see what nature and the three-dimensional world of mass and light wanted you to understand. Do you understand? So, therefore, shape power was used for everything because they recognized that without your alignment with shape power, you couldn't have mass in this dimension. That's why they were masters at everything. So, how could they basically uh, extract pigments from the earth and it reflects to the eye as orange or red or yellow? And for 10,000 years, that pigment has never shifted its frequency? What did they think when they extracted that pigment and put it on the walls? You have to understand because those pigments are a combination of the mind and the emotion and the pigment, which now gives them what? Permanent life. They take on the quality of the being that recognizes that they are eternal. You cannot build a pyramid that can stand for 10,000 years and not know and impart to the whatever you use, cement, bricks, or steel, the quality of yourself and you be void of the awareness of longevity. You can't do it because it's only going to have the life uh, that you perceive that you have unless there's a maintenance program for that structure after you drop your body. So when we see structures that can be here for 10,000 years and the people who built them, we don't see physical evidence of them anymore. It wasn't necessary for these structures to have any maintenance because they were built completely in alignment with the frequency of this planet, the solar system, and the cosmos. And only a being that was in alignment, the planet, okay, our solar system and the cosmos, could embed that in mass. Do you understand? And that's why they stand here today, of which we have the same capabilities, but we lost our awareness of the essentials of our subtle bodies to be involved in what we do on the mass level. And when your subtle bodies are involved, you can't kill another image of yourself. You can't do that because you clearly recognize this is a you. It's another you. So you can't do that. So all of that has to be actually severed Mm -hmm. to allow people to walk up to the 
mirror image of themselves and bring about destruction to the mirror of their own body. So the mirror image of what we're seeing today, we're just looking at the mirror image of our own consciousness exactly. and what we're doing, and we can cure ourselves or get exactly. rid of the problem just by changing our thoughts. That's it, because that's what brought it into motion. That's what brought it into existence. None of this can manifest without a thought. That's how light is actually attracted, the photons attracted to a thought. They will hover there, okay, and they will continuously coalesce until they become actually physical. So how do we, um, dealing again, you know, today's world with COVID-19, the there are people who are getting sick. Now, whether they're getting sick from COVID-19 or not is a, is, is a whole other conversation. Uh, is that what's really killing people or is something else killing people or are their thoughts killing? Is it fear that they built up within themselves? Right. Killing and, and, and let's look at that word because it's very important that people embrace it for what it is. Mm-hmm. It is an acronym for mm-hmm. a consciousness that reflects false evidence <laughs> appearing as real. So these individuals do not understand that they are immortal. These individuals do not understand the importance of aligning themselves with the order and the laws of the cosmos. These individuals basically are still not thoroughly saturated with the acceptance of all aspects of themselves. Mm. The COVID-19 virus is giving us the opportunity to do that to finally come together as a mental, emotional, and physical entity on this planet. And if there are emotional areas of ourselves that we are not in harmony with or mentally we're not in harmony, then this is the opportunity as this isolation passes passes for us to step out and take action on correcting that ASAP. Okay, and for those individuals who still think they're too old or I can't change or, you know, my life is worthless or, you know, then they make themselves very susceptible to what this virus is about because it was really never told what the virus was about because it is a vehicle. This virus is a vehicle to bring new potential potentials from the cosmos encoded in protein, which is known as DNA, to this planet. Do you understand? And so when we are not understanding that this is a cosmic delivery system, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. and those individuals who are definitely resistant to change, definitely are very fear-stricken, Etc. This virus basically now sees you as food. So you have to understand everything is frequency. And so something vibrating at a very high rate and something vibrating at a lower rate don't even see each other. And so when your vibration begins to lower because of the quality of your thinking, now you come at the same frequency of this virus, you can see each other. The virus can see you and now can actually reside in you and determine and based on your frequency can see you as food, okay, can see you as a receptacle that this information can be delivered into and depart. And so, but its interaction is going to be predicated on your vibrational rate. Let me ask you this real quick. Um, The... 
So in, in the year 2020, based on mm-hmm. what you're saying, 2020 year of clear vision, the clear vision really is you seeing yourself, mm-hmm. understanding who you are, right. understanding what being or what energy vibration you are. Right. And is it, dare I say, um, possibly could this then be the universal order of things, divine order of things, the universe cleansing itself. And this virus just takes a form as the cleaning solution um, to clean up the negative energy that is here in the world and to get rid of that ne- that negative energy so that the, the other energy, the higher, the higher vibrational energy can survive and thrive and not right. have to. Well, it, it, the higher vibrational energy will thrive, okay? Right. It's about thriving. But yes, right. and, and therefore, what is trash, okay? Mm. And trash literally is the vibration of mass. And so when a person basically is not thinking from the humanoid aspect of their brain, they're very much still into what we talk about, the lower circuits, which are contributed to our brain from the animals. Okay, it's time now that we have to move to the human aspect of the brain. And many people don't know about that, that their brain is a composite of the entire nervous system of all life forms on this planet. We had Mm -hmm. to use our fish brain to survive in the uterus. That's how we could live in water for nine months and develop a body. As soon mm-hmm. as you were born, then those circuits shut down, and now you went to the amphibious circuit, okay, to be able to utilize water and air, okay, which is what the reptiles do. Now, the reptiles have given us a great gift with that reptilian brain embedded in our brain because the main thing that the human wants to remember about the reptiles is that they can regenerate tissue. They can, you know, you don't want to be a lizard or, you know, a Gila monster with a human body. All you want to do is be able to lock into the fact that you have built into your nervous system the capacity to regenerate any aspect of your body. That's what that's about. Then we have the next circuit, which is our communication circuit, the insect circuit. So it's the social insects that by coming together as a group by the thousands, they can build and totally be self-sustaining and take care of themselves. But what they build Mm -hmm. requires more than just one or two cells. It's the collective. And we've had a hard time now being comfortable in that second circuit. So the humans at this point exemplify the benefits of the second circuit by their military proudness. So if you look at the military, the military is a representation of the ant world. That's the ant brain. Okay. But now what's the problem with the ant brain? They build, you know, they are able to move together in unison and to be able to do great things except two things. They kill what they perceive is not like themselves, even though it is like themselves as far as architecture. So when you go to war and you kill another image of yourself thinking that because it speaks a different language or it may have a different uh, skin color, that is yourself because you don't understand that variation is natural for humans. See, we don't get that yet. And so this whole brainwashing, these are what we call viral thoughts. They're called memes where we've been inundated with these viral thoughts to think that uh, differences in color and differences in uh, hair texture, eye color is a problem. It is not. It is a variation 
for the human being to exhibit its limitless capacity to master any experience. So to master being able to live on the desert, there's no way that you can be a melanated. I mean, we know that. So the capacity for you to be able to tolerate high heat, to be able to tolerate cosmic rays, et cetera, you must have melanin because what is melanin? Melanin is the physical manifestation of light itself. Do you understand that? And nobody can come here unless they come through that cluster of chemistry known as melanin. So even if you have appearance right now of just white, lucid white skin, your origin had to come through melanin. Every cell in your body has enough melanin in it to be able to allow the framework of the tissue to continue its normal metabolic process. When melanin becomes so scarce and limited in a life form, the life form cannot dwell and survive in this dimension. So, so you have to understand why would there be such bigotry, okay, and dissonance around melanin? I mean, most people still don't know what the word means. Okay, and they, you know, reduced us to talking in terms of white and black and brown. But why don't you talk about what it really is? It is a variation in the presence and activation of your inner sun. It is the sun that we have in every cell of our body. Yeah, which is why I was going to say, which is why it's so important that telling everybody to stay home and stay inside, I'm like, don't stay inside. Go outside and get some sun. You need the sun. Okay. But now, now this is the other side of that that also is repressed. And this is what Nikola Tesla left us, and they don't want to even talk about that. I love studying these very old scientists from the 17th, 18th century. They were awesome. And so Nikola Tesla made it very clear that the electromagnetic spectrum is all around us. We're in it. We are like fish in water. Humans are like fish in light. So we're always in light. You understand what I'm saying? This is one of the biggest uh, deceptions that I think is so interesting, that we talk about nighttime, okay? No, we're always in light, always in light. And when the direction of the photons move away from the optic nerve from the eye, the eye and the brain is not stimulated to recognize the energy that's present. So the brain doesn't give you any replay that you are actually in visible light. But you're always in light. And night light is the most potent. That is when you have access to the entire electromagnetic spectrum. So this is why any organism that wants to regenerate always goes into the night light because that's where you have the entire electromagnetic spectrum as opposed to in daylight, you only have seven major wavelengths of light. Mm-hmm. You understand? So night light is the most powerful. It's funny because they always tell you to be afraid of the dark. <laughs> but you come from the triple doctors of space, which is where all the energy and light is. So, yeah. So everything has been flipped as far as the real science of how to be able to perpetuate what we were created to be. And so that's why it's time now that we take and make a decision that 2020 is going to be where you just study your butt off. 
You know, you're going to make your buttocks flat from sitting on it so long because you're studying. Okay, this is so important. Yeah, you've got to get the knowledge of what has been repressed and taken out of your environment and put it back into your conscious awareness. This is so important. But we're always in light. So just like the fish is always in water, okay, we are always in the light. So whether we're in the main seven wavelengths of light, which is known as VL, visual light, in the daytime, we still get all of the light at night. Okay? So all of this has to be remembered. And that's what this is about. That's what we do at our university. We have the owner's manual to the physical body. And that's what we're asking people to come and get your owner's manual. You you get upset, you buy a product, and you don't have an owner's manual. Well, this must be cheap. You know, no directions, and, you know, go through a whole little fuss box. But then now, where's your owner's manual to your body? And nobody says nothing about that, okay? And I'm like, well, that's a problem because that should be the first thing. Everybody mm-hmm. should have their owner's manual to their body, and they don't. Mm-hmm. So let's go. So let's, and I know your time is limited, and, and again, we appreciate you taking this time out to talk with us and to give us some enlightenment, uh, bringing, bringing the light to us again. Um, let's talk about your network and your programs and your classes. I'm going to start taking some of your classes myself. Uh, I'm going to free myself up and get some more light and, and, and people. Um, how do we, uh, what are your classes about and how do people reach out to you to get the information? Okay, well, let's finish this journey we took. Okay, you go. Okay. Yeah, okay. And so you asked me about how did I go into medicine, okay? Mm-hmm. And so therefore, again, going through this whole journey of recognizing that I didn't have enough information to really be able to discern that I should be cutting people's organs out. I mean, I was given a formula, a cookbook, and I was told that if this is this and this isn't that or whatever, then it's indicated that the organ needs to be removed. Well, I don't agree with that, and that's why for chronic disease, I put my scalpel down. Now, the only way that I am a proponent of surgery for me is trauma surgery. Trauma surgery, because if the arm is torn and there's a piece out of the leg ripped off, et cetera, yes, you have to restore the geometry of the body immediately, and that's what trauma surgeons do, an excellent job of that, you know, puncture wounds, gunshot wounds, those, the geometry has to be restored immediately based on the consciousness of that individual. Now, did you hear what I'm saying? Because we have the capacity, once we actually accept our immortality, that foreign objects introduced into the body, we can remove on our own volition because the body, when the regenerative circuits are activated will automatically push foreign objects out of the body. So we've seen that where we, they just want to show us about these people who are um, mutants. They call them mutants because they have this extra sensory perceptive capabilities. But this is what your body can do. But we have to actually use the human part of the brain up here to be able to activate those circuits. So in essence, therefore, I recognize that People really heal themselves. I've seen surgery that was almost like Bozo the Clown did it. If anything was going to go wrong, it went wrong. And these people would heal. It was like, how could that be? Okay, you can go through a list of all the things that happened. Okay, and these people are like, thank you. We appreciate how much you've helped us, et cetera. And they walk out of the hospital. 
What energy was that? Because it wasn't the hospital's effort. And that's when I began to recognize that it was always mind over matter. Mm-hmm. Mind over matter. And when these individuals were in alignment energetically, that they had things to do emotionally, they had places to go, people to meet. And it's like, if you can just help me a little bit, sew this up, you know, unblock this, whatever, we're out of here. And that is exactly what happens. The individuals who basically don't have that level of focus, confidence, et cetera, it is a rocky road for them. And many of them who are just basically still feeling inadequate about the capacity of the, of the physical body, they are not able to pull the energies into alignment for the regenerative circuitry to kick in. Now, you have to understand what I'm telling you. This is not just, you know, Dr. Uh-huh. foolishness because you have to now logically ask yourself, how can a person who's been pronounced dead, you harvest all their organs, And you can take those same organs now that are supposedly dead and put them in a person who is seriously ill. They can take your heart. They can take your kidneys, your lungs, et cetera. And they're ill, and the dead organs regenerate in your body and allow you to recover. What is happening here? See, that's what I'm saying. Pay attention and think. This is a dead organ put into somebody who's sick. The person is not well. They're put into somebody who is definitely sick, and the organ regenerates and regenerates the person's body where they walk away. Wow. Exactly. What is death? What are we dealing with? And that's why I'm saying to you that human tissue is immortal. Never doubt it. But now, if you don't have the mind to believe the truth about yourself, the truth cannot be expressed. So those individuals, they wanted to live. If you give me this chance to get this sick organ, yes, I destroy my own organ. That's what you do. Okay, if you give me somebody else's, oh, I know, but just give it to me, okay, I'll do better. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, the key here is is that they don't rep- recognize that in their animal brain, in the reptilian circuits, they could have easily activated those genes on their own chromosomes and their own tissues and regenerated a new organ. And healed themselves. Queen of Pooh was exactly. exactly. They didn't have to rely on a cadaver to donate their organs. Mm. So we've got some crisscross science going on here. And mm. it's okay because the universe is the universe. It's everything. And so if some people want crisscross science, obviously they're getting it, okay, and they can have it. But if you don't want to go through that, you don't have to. You weren't born to have to have that. And I (laughs) want to say that also about artificial intelligence. You can regenerate your knee, your elbow, okay, (laughs) your arm. You don't have to basically get technically synthetic parts put in. It's a choice. It's not mandatory. And this is what I'm concerned about because the university gives you the owner's manual so you can make a choice that you can now continue to live with as an immortal being. Now, if you feel that you need an artificial knee or hip or whatever else, et cetera, momentarily, that's fine, okay? But understand that you could regrow all of that. It's very important to understand that. You understand? So... With people not knowing that they have choices, they're being shopped into these sciences that 
should be optional and to potentially be considered, but not think that this is what I have to have done. And so mm-hmm. that's why I see that the mismarketing is happening with artificial intelligence, okay? Mm-hmm. This is not something that you have to have. And so not developing yourself, you then become dependent on something that someone else now is shopping you and selling to you. Where is your own personal mastery? Because you're here to master the self. Same thing now. We're, we're believing we have fear in us. We're believing that we're going to get sick. And all we're doing is waiting for somebody to ride in on the white horse and save us with a vaccination <laughs> or something like that. Instead of healing yourself. Well, but see, not. this is, we, we do courses uh, on a continuous basis here at the university to teach you about your immune system. Okay, your immune system is your archive library to protect you from any foreign invader. And you have to understand that part of you becoming sick is an exemplification of the vibratory rate in your body having switched. So when we emotionally are out of balance with the mind and the body, then that actually now is a pull literally on the immune system And anything that's vibrating at your new low vibrational rate can have entrance into the body. And the body will have difficulty unless you change your consciousness, making an equilibration and an elimination of that organism because now it's vibrating at the same rate you're vibrating. Do you understand? So one of the greatest things that a person can do is just like you just did decree that you're not susceptible to this, one. And then two, they have to then immediately look around and identify what do they know they're out of order with. If you know you got issues and you don't like your job, you need to change that right away. Okay, if you got issues going on in your house, you haven't addressed them, you need to change that right away. Okay, and that's why this time is about communication. Communication Mm -hmm. with self, and communication with your environment, and especially with individuals who you have repressed being able to express what you think. And when you inhibit the body from expressing what you think, you immediately will drop your vibratory rate. Mm -hmm. And so therefore now you're able to be seen by who knows how many organisms of all different types that now can reside with you and in you because you're not what being yourself. Right. So you right. you are actually also diminishing your immune system. Exactly. That that that's, that's it right there. You're telling yourself right, there. right doing that. Right. You're allowing yourself to be infected or to be exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It of something you can. I remember when I was a kid. I um some reason as a kid I was always uh, embraced metaphysical things. I didn't know why until later on in life, uh, while I liked certain movies and certain things that I later on found that were all metaphysical. But um, I remember there was a TV show called Kung Fu. Oh, yeah, I like that one, yeah. And there was a um, uh, a scene where he was a young child. He was standing with the blind master. And although the blind master supposedly was blind, he could see everything and know everything was going on and do everything. Um, and the, the they were talking and the blind master said to him, well, what we're talking about is very similar to the butterfly at your feet. And, uh, you know, uh, Kwai Chang Kang looked down and saw the butterfly and said, 
how could you hear the butterfly at my feet uh, or see? And the, the master said, how could you have not? And it's all about, it's always in you. You just haven't developed the sense. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's what we teach at the university. That's why reclaiming your owner's manual is so important because all of this is in you. We're not, you know, creating anything that's not within you. You just don't know what is in you. And that's what the owner's manual is about, right? We have a car, the, the owner's manual is a car, is telling you what's in the car, how to work it. What, that's all we do. Okay. That's so funny. We buy a new phone every year. We buy a new cell phone, and the first thing we do is look at the owner's manual. Right, exactly. exactly. We don't do that for our own lives. We don't look at the owner's manual every day to see, you know, what's going on, what's out of whack, what we need to fix or what have you, that is very, very uh, enlightening and interesting. So we have you, they can, people can reach you at thejewelnetwork.com, right? Uh-huh. Uh, at the jewel, uh, network.net. okay, either one, okay. Okay. And, right. and, um, and can and I they, say one more thing? They can also definitely reach us, our university at juis.education, and you have to spell education out. Okay, so what is J-U-I-S? Jewel University of Immortal Sciences. Mm. J-U-I-S dot edu. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. And, and so we can, mm-hmm. we, we can go there and, and enroll as, as students. Yes, and, you can. You know, the main one is, the, this, is the, this is the big key. This is our goal, to employ, to employ shape power to the brain because that actually allows all of the circuits of the brain to finally unfold and then integrate so that you can see what is really going on all around you. And what has happened with the environment that we've been raised in for the last 2,000 years, it has not allowed the brain to complete its full development. And so to develop anything, we have to do what? We have to apply the geometry to it. And that's the greatest oh, oh. gift that Kemet left for us, is that the yeah, geometry yeah. is responsible for all of mass in this dimension. Gotcha. There's a couple of questions I just want to try to come out real quick. And if you can, I was wondering asked, why you were putting your head down here to the yeah, game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even questions. How does how does one tap into the side bank the the, the side the, the uh-huh. it's spelled P P S I uh huh side bank uh huh okay now how do you tap into it with this this brain of yours it's that that's a main connection and we have actually a biological microchip in the center of the brain in the corpus callosum that we call actually the four four one and it's like a little antenna that when you actually send your desires, your thinking, to the center of the brain here, it literally will actually send out a frequency throughout the cosmos so that the information can literally be fed to this area. Now, check this out, and this is a problem. Most people cannot utilize the 441 well because they're still working from these areas in the brain. They're not up here yet. And so that's why they ask questions and they say, well, I don't get an answer. And it's like, okay, but now let's look at your behavior. And if you've been behaving like a reptile, okay, me, 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 only me, 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 okay, if you've been uh, behaving like an ant, well, okay, this is my group over here. We don't speak to that group over there. 
okay? That's an ant, okay? Bird brain, okay? We go around and we collect as much information as we can, but we don't share it with anybody, okay? Those are animal circuits. It's only here and what we call when you get to this point, the heart, that now you're using the human area of the brain. When you're using the human area of the brain, your 441 will be able to, just like a great receiver, will be able to receive any information, the answer to any information you want. So the question now is, how much of your brain have you developed? And so that's why at the university, everybody enrolling in our university has to balance their brain because the information in your owner's manual requires it. Because the owner's manual is for an individual who what? Would have a balanced brain, okay? So it's like the owner's manual of an automobile would be for a car with four wheels, not three, right? Okay, so you have to come to your proper self to be able to really know the self. And we know for a fact the environment has repressed the total activation of the brain for thousands of years. We would not be having this conversation today if I hadn't balanced my brain. The type of brain that I had in the past led me to the experience of cancer. And for me to overcome the cancer, what did I do? I was already a vegetarian. Do know that food does make a difference, but it's not everything. Man does not live by bread alone. And my emotional body and my mental body was in havoc, and I had to bring that in order, and I had to use shape power to do that. Once I was able to do that, my body spontaneously healed, but I got much, much more information and awareness about myself in this world. And that's why I'm here sharing this information with you. Do you understand? So that's why if you want to tap into the side bank, bring your brain online, okay? Expose your brain to the proper geometry. We offer that at the university. And then you can find out anything you want to know. And thanks, uh, Tony Browder. I love that Tony Browder. He's done wonderful work in Kemet for us. Thank you. Okay. Um, question again, and we got to go soon. We have another show coming up at four okay. o'clock. Uh, somebody asked, are they um, are they using COVID dead patients' organs for harvesting for others? Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. And so, you know, I was very concerned about the intent. Uh, of what some of these institutions may be doing when the family no longer has access to the body, Mm. okay, when these individuals are dying, and how are they really being discarded, and when they can't literally examine the uh, remains themselves, yes, that's very possible. So it's it's, it's unfortunate, and this is why I'm asking all of you who are hearing me, please decide that you're going to clean up your life, that you're going to clean up your thoughts, because the things that have happened on this planet have happened because of our thinking. And to think think that you have the right to desecrate another individual's body is really very interesting uh, perceptions of yourself relative to the universe. Mm -hmm. Okay, we don't have to do that to anybody else to have what we desire to have because we have an infinite life. Okay, so therefore, when we get into, you know, tissue harvesting and all this kind of stuff, et cetera, it is definitely a deviation from cosmic law. And who always wins? Cosmic law. Okay, so it's like, why even go there? 
okay, when you already have everything. So when people are still dealing with lack and limitation, which is not cosmic law, they get into all kind of distorted thinking. They don't see another person as themselves, the family. It just goes into a real deviated uh, perception. And, you know, to use the term dark is not appropriate because that's where all the light shines. Okay, so that doesn't even go into a dark direction because when you go into the dark, you're going to really see it. You understand what I'm saying? So they're off into some strange place, and you don't want to go there. So get your brain balanced and then get your owner's manual, and let's live a great life that we've been created to be in. There are people that have humanoid genes, but they lived Mm -hmm. in other areas in our sector of the galaxy known as Valatropha, they live for thousands of years. Their average lifespan is 18,000 years. Do you understand me? 18,000 years. So you have to do these exercises because they all change the quality of your blood. Write down what you would like to accomplish in the next 500 years in this body. See, when you can start thinking that way, that creates a new blood quality that will begin to activate your immortal genes. You tell your body you want to be here for 500 years, we're going to do this, 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 this for 15, this for 40, this for 50. Mm. Your body chemistry will change to Mm. accommodate your desire because the body is your ultimate servant, your best friend. It is here to service you, but it can only do what you tell it. So you're only thinking about, you know, eating bubble gum and going to sleep. Well, that's all it can do for you. Come on, use this brain. It is limitless. Right. Let's do this. So write that you know, down. That's your exercise. Five hundred years. Write yeah, down yeah. your life. Everybody, write it down. Yeah. Print paper as soon as, as soon as we finish. Write it down. It, yeah. it, they always people are always writing letters to their to their uh, future self or writing letters to their younger self. You know, going back. But as you said, write a letter to your four hundred to your five hundred years self. And right. And decide how you will be in five hundred years. I was looking at this woman. And uh, she was so cute. She was 91 years old. You should see her handling the parallel beams. She's a gymnast at 91. You should see her. I was like, go, girl. She was so we don't have limitations except if you hold them in your mind. That's the only right. way you're limited. And I guess we could be careful. You talk about the COVID-19 and you don't see the bodies after the people leave. I was watching the video today, and I talked to some of the nurses was saying that unfortunately the the, the uh, family can't even come into the hospital to look at the patient. Exactly. They don't really know they're being treated. Really. That's right. You know, they can't go in and they're not getting proper care and not, a lot of things are going on that people don't know about because we can't be in there. They told you. Well, you can't and and this is my concern also. And you, if you read my book, you can go to the website Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z with Ethno Consciousness. I make it very clear in there that when we see variation in our race family, we have ourselves as white, we have ourselves as brown, we have ourselves as purple, blue, black, we have ourselves as olive and tan, that is showing that our genes are operating differently. And so, therefore, we need treatment to recognize and be compatible with the level of our gene function. So when we're going into these hospitals, the standard of function is only based on one variant of our race family. And right now it appears to be Caucasian. So what works for the Caucasian body doesn't work necessarily for the navy blue black 
the black, the chocolate brown, the yellow, and the, you understand what I'm saying? And so therefore we must recognize that either these institutions have to commit and announce that they are able to handle your race variants, or you need to go somewhere else that can handle that. Now, how do we know that the present hospital system cannot handle the race variants of our race family except for the Caucasian race? Because they cannot assess your melanin activity. Ah. When they can say, okay, let me test your melanin and I can tell you how active it is or how inactive, now we know that they're able to work with you. Because a person who is navy blue black, they have excessive amounts of melanin, and if they're walking around with AIDS and HIV, they need to have a test that indicates that your melanin is just about shut down. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult for you to have that amount of melanin that's active. You're invincible. But are they testing us and saying this is your melanin activity level? No, they don't even do that. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know that they are not geared to take care of the entire human race family. Do you understand mm-hmm. that? Yes, yes. And this yes, is no yes. plaything. And that's why I'm saying is that they have to explain to you that they are prepared to take care of you. Do not assume that. Okay, because the attitude has been, if it's my money and I'm invested in the hospital, then I'm going to be the standard, Well, which is, you know, reasonable. But then now, how do you have laws to determine then that other variants of our race family can't have their own hospitals? Mm-hmm. So this is why you see those race variants that do well, they don't even go in there. They have the Ayurvedic medicine in India. They have, you know, uh, Eastern uh, medicine in the East, uh, in the Orient, I should say, et cetera. So they do very well wherever they are because they do what? They take their medicines with them. So, therefore, you don't see them laying up in the hospitals because they got their own medicine that has worked for them. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is the key. If we, for whatever reason, melanated people here in America that especially have come from African origins and have experienced enslavement ancestrally, you don't have your own medical system, and you're going to have to demand that you be recognized in the systems that you partake in that have not been created and standardized by you. See, the standard, what is your standard here? Because if the standard is for Caucasian, and here I am, you know, navy blue black, that standard does not fit me. Okay? Even though we're all human, it's just like this. Very simple. I have a little Yorkshire Terrier. I have a very big, large Great Pyrenees. Great Pyrenees weighs 120 pounds. Little Yorkie weighs 15. They have total different standards of care. But they're both dogs. So if we can do that for the dog, the canine world, why wouldn't we do that and have that kind of respect for the humans? Mm -hmm. And that's not happening, and it goes into issues of power and control. And that cannot be. You understand me? It can't be. We got to bring you back. Okay. We got to definitely bring you back because we need, we need about five days. We need a whole week uh, interview with you. Every day do something with you because uh, you got so many so much information and so many jewels that you are dropping that people are processing and grabbing hold of, and I know they want more. So everybody, you're, you're, you've been listening to Dr. Jewel Pukum. Please, please go to her website, drjewelpukum.net. 
Um, I'll oh, go to the university. Can you put that back up there? J-U-I-S. I was helping you put that back up. That's education. J-U-I-S. education. Go there and please register for the classes. Uh, are your classes in the, uh, are they group classes? The people one time is it? Uh, our our whole university is cyber. We have students from all over the world. So we can sign up so, at any time and, and start the uh, courses. Yeah, but the first course that everybody has to sign into is the brain balancing program because you have to come to class with all of your brain. Come with the right brain. Come with the right. That brain. and that class and that class is every Friday p.m. We do wonderful things there. Okay, oh, that's the first right. class. And then from there, now the university can open up to you. Okay, well, there you go. J-U-I-S.education. Uh, mm-hmm. Throw the whole word out. And uh, please, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know uh, everybody's probably standing right now giving you a standing ovation. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. But thank uh, you. you bring a joy and a treat. And I'm sorry, because I know we could keep talking, but I have another show to do. And uh, we actually have the Harlem Chamber of Commerce show coming up. Oh, on, nice. Okay. Uh, and later on this evening, we have a show on hemp and cannabis and how that oh. connects to doing. So uh, we have a full day of programming, but we started off on the right note yet. Okay. Now, Thank now, you. Uh, the, the other two shows really got to work hard. To, uh, okay. To Thank you. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Thank I love you. you. Come uh, to class and get your owner's manual. Okay. There you go. Balance the brain. There you okay. go. Once again, Dr. Susan, thank you so much. We will talk again very soon. Okay. And thank you. We love you. And uh, we're going to get our right minds together. Okay. And we'll thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Jewel Network Science Broadcasting Frequency. Join Dr. Jewel here each Monday at 5 p.m. on the Jewel Network, hosted by the JewelNetwork.com and Jewel University of Immortal Sciences for Immortal Living, Jewish. For our complete broadcast schedule, additional information, and to purchase products, please visit our website, www.thejewelnetwork.com. If you'd like to contact us, please send your email to info at thejewelnetwork.net. Thank you. This broadcast is under full copyright and trademark protection owned by the House of Jewels. This broadcast in its entirety, nor any part of this broadcast, can be reproduced, copied, transcribed, placed in podcast format, placed into MP3 format, or suspended on any internet digital location without express permission from the House of Jewels, Washington State, USA. To reproduce or suspend this broadcast in any digital location other than the Jewel Network is prohibited and legal proceedings will follow accordingly. Thank you for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.